0: I really wanted to, to show that song. It's been a song that has really blessed me lately. And, uh, and so I felt like it was a song I wanted to share this morning. And I felt like maybe it's a song that, that someone here or some of us here needed to hear. That God is in control. He's still on the throne. It is well with my soul. And so thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that we have a God who is with us and is in control. For those of you who, who don't know me, my name is Andrew, and one of the pastors on here. It is the, the last time I guess I will officially say that, preaching, as this is my, my last sermon today. I didn't bring any clinics up here with me, so we'll, we'll, see, we'll see how this goes. But I am very, very excited to deliver this message this morning to, to us here from the Word of God on the fruit of peace. We have been in the series, Fruit of the Spirit, this is actually the last one in the series as well. Called Out of the Orchard. We've been through various different fruits, and now we come to the fruit of peace. And I think it is a very timely message for us as we're going to get here a little later in the message here. But it is a message that we need to hear that God gives us peace, and He is so good and loving to us. And so the passage we're in today is probably another one. You know, we were familiar last week with John 15. Probably another familiar one for us from the book of Philippians. If we want to all stand together, we're going to read it here. Philippians 4, verses 4 to 9. And Paul is in jail, chained to guards, and he writes this to the church in Philippi. Philippians 4, 4 to 9. I'm reading in the NIV. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice. And the God of peace will be with you. Let's pray together. Lord, you are the Prince of Peace. And this world, Lord, cannot give us the peace that you give us. And so as we look at this passage today where Paul, your servant, was in prison, was in pain, but still rejoiced, still trusted in you, still shared about peace, may this message go deep into our hearts, into our lives. We thank you for the gift of peace that you have given us. And if anyone is here this morning and feeling The opposite of peace, feeling restless and stressed and burdened, buried. Lord, may this message be a message of hope and encouragement and reminder that you are good and you are the God of peace. So thank you for your word. Thank you for this time we have. And we give you all the praise. Mighty God, Prince of Peace. Amen. You may be seated. So when I normally think of the word peace, and you know, as I've preached many times, uh, I like to break down words. I'm a man who loves words and what they mean. And words are obviously very important when we come to Scripture. That is what it is. It's the words. It's the words of God. It's the words that have been inspired. And so when you think about this word peace, I thought about what do I normally think about. And so things that came to my mind, and this is a picture I took in our backyard of our son Elias here, is... uh, this beautiful view which I'm going to miss when we move from here we're we're really going to miss our field view that we have this is normally when you think of peace you think of sunsets when you think of peace you usually think of peace and quiet right somebody (laughs) peace and quiet those things usually go together right serenity tranquility these types of things another sunset picture from here in Cairnport don't we have the most beautiful sunsets here Thank you, Lord. Or you think of maybe, you know, it's the long weekend and some people are away and in time and maybe by the lake with a cup of coffee here. Another picture of a lake. These things, we think of peace, right? Maybe some of you today were like, I wish I was there. I wish I was on a beach. I wish I was on a dock, whatever it may be. Well, when I was thinking about peace and as I was studying this word, I listened to a sermon, so I don't, I don't want to take credit for this, but this pastor who was preaching on peace gave this image and said, you know what, this is really the biblical image of peace, and I want to show it to you. This is what I think the biblical image of peace more is like. And you're probably wondering, no, it's not. How, how is this peace? You have raging waters, you have lightning, you have crashing rocks. This looks like chaos, does it not? And I don't have a laser pointer here, but maybe there's something that you have missed here and maybe you've seen it, but I'll show you another picture here. Oops, go back. I missed it, I missed it. I'm sorry, Grace. Oh, you can't see, it's probably blurry. In that picture is a bird. I'll go back to the big picture. There's a bird right here. You see it? In the middle of all that, that bird is there. That is the biblical image of peace because that bird's not tripping out as rappers say. That bird's not flapping its wings trying to get away. That bird is probably sleeping. This is what peace is. Peace is not quiet. Peace is not serenity. Peace is actually in this storm we have peace from God. And this is what I want to say today. Peace is Jesus on the boat in the storm sleeping like that bird. And the disciples were tripping out. These were guys who were used to waters. These were guys who were used to storms. But yet they are freaking out. And they will say, wake up, God. Where's Jesus? He's sleeping. Wake him up. Jesus wakes up. What's going on? We're going to die. Jesus says, why are you worrying? I'm here. Quiet. That's the quiet that is peace. The quiet that Jesus says to the storm. See, we call things peace in our lives. I love movies, and I know I've shared about them many times when I preach. In fact, this afternoon, I'm going to get to go to a movie with Elias and see Toy Story 4, and I'm excited for that. I I love movies. I love video games. Some of us love sports and Netflix and all these things. Do you know what, though? When we say we go to those things, say, I need some peace, and I'm going to turn on something on Netflix, or I'm going to go to a movie, those those things aren't peace. Those are escapes. Those are temporary escapes. And temporary escapes are counterfeit peace. So what are you, what are your temporary escapes right now? Think about that. What are the things that you go to and say, I just need some peace. I need to get away from the kids. Or I need to get away from my spouse or whatever it may be. What are those things in your life that are the temporary escapes that we call peace but are not peace? I want to break down this passage today, this great passage we've already read here. Philippians 4, 4-9. Paul was chained to a praetorian guard, and he begins with saying, Rejoice! I say, rejoice. That is a good word for us this morning. We're here, we've sung the praises of God, we rejoice. Not only does he say it once, he says it twice. I say it again. We rejoice because of what we heard in that song, Still in Control, by Mac Brock. I've been loving his worship songs. A heart that you can tell is just aligned with the Lord in his lyrics. He's still in control. He's on the throne. Though mountains may tremble and sea billows roar, my God is still in control. So we rejoice because we have a God who reigns on the throne. See, leaders may come in this world in politics and empires rise and empires fall, but the kingdom of God will never fall. The church. Will never fall. Scripture says that even the gates of hell cannot destroy the church. This is the God that we serve, so we rejoice. And in verse five, he says, He says, be with reasonableness, rejoice, let your gentleness is another word. We've already had a message I preached on gentleness. Be evident to all. That means be be gentle with others. What we covered a few weeks back. That's seeking what is best for others. As we are here, and we've said this many times, I, myself, myself, and Pastor Josh have said, we are family here. You know, when we had our kickoff in September, it was kind of a, the idea, of, if you remember, of a family time together, like a family reunion that's happening this weekend. We are family. We need to be gentle with one another. We need to not always be pushing for our own agenda, and this is what Paul's saying to them. This is how you build a strong community of faith. And then we get to the crux of my message today. There's some things in here we could break down a lot more. But the message today is about peace. The fruit of peace that we have. And he says, do not be anxious about anything. And prior to that, he says, the Lord is near. Which means we need to remember. Before we get to that, we need to remember what that means is a couple things. The Lord is with us in all things that we've sung about this morning As I'm preaching about this morning, he is with us. He is not a God who is withdrawn. He is not a God who is up there and forgetting about us. He is with us. Emmanuel. Let's not just say that name at Christmas time. Let's not just preach on peace at Christmas time. All times. And also he is near in the sense of he is going to return to us. He has promised to return to us. Judgment will be brought down we will face the lord and he will call us into account for how we lived our lives the lord is near but he says do not be anxious about anything remember he's in chains himself but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving present your requests to god turn your worries into prayers that's what he's saying and I preached two years ago, if any of you remember, I preached at a combined service at the gathering in this topic of worry. And I called it A Thief Named Worry. And what I talked about was the idea is thief robs us of things. It robs us of joy. It robs us of peace was one of my points. And so what he's saying is turn your worries into prayers. If he's talking to the church and praying for him, don't worry about me, pray for me. This is the key message I want to deliver to us today, is turn your worries into prayers. Paul is giving us the prescription to the toxic sickness of worry. This is the prescription. This is what you need to do. He doesn't just say, God is good, so don't worry. He says, no, here's how we're going to break down how you pray and why we shouldn't worry. And we know through these fruits of the Spirit, these are things we can easily just say, be gentle, be kind, be joyful, have self-control. But I don't know about you, but have you found these things very hard, very challenging, and not just a list of things that we sing in a kid's song at Sunday school? But yet we are still called to not be anxious. And so he says, pray. Pray. Last week, we talked about abiding in the true vine, and that's where the connection comes. When you abide in the true vine, when you remain in the true vine, then the fruits can actually come out in your life and be evident to all through the Holy Spirit. And so he's telling us, pray. And how do we pray? He also breaks that down with us. With petition and thanksgiving. Well, what's a petition? A petition is something that you probably have got them online from change.org. Sign this petition because this needs to be a cause that you need to sign. And you need to put your name forward. And you need to march about it. You need to go to the legislative about it. That's what a petition is. So what does it mean when we petition God? This is a picture of petition. Petition. Crying out. It's coming to God. It's Psalm 40 when you're in the pit. Crying out to God, Lord, save me. Lord, rescue me. Lord, I need you. It's petitioning. It's constantly coming to God saying, I need you. So pray with that. Pray with petition. And that's been challenging for me because it's so easy just to pray for our food, it's easy to pray for our kids. Say these, they turn into almost routine prayers. Let's rethink prayer. Man, prayer is being real with God. It is crying out. As I said last week, it's being authentic with the Lord. Petitioning is saying, God, I am needing you right now in the midst of this storm. With thanksgiving. that means that we are thankful for what god has done we're thankful for what god is doing we're thankful for what he's going to do we come with hearts that are thankfulness not when things are good not only when things are good but even when the storm is raging around us we still pray with thanksgiving thank you lord that you are in control thank you lord that you love me thank you lord for your cross and your sacrifice and your resurrection and your word thank you lord pray with thanksgiving and this is really cool you learn every time you come to the word don't you it is living it is active you know another thing about these fruits of the spirit of realizes they mean different things to you in different seasons of life So the fruit of peace might mean something different to my son Elias at eight years old than it does to me at almost 36 year old than it does to you at maybe 50, 60, 70, whatever it is. These fruits of the Spirit mean very different things, but they are still active and moving in our lives and we're called to display them. But see what he says here in verse seven. Is a wonderful thing. And the peace of God which transcends all All understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Remember this. Paul is chained to Praetorian guards, the best of the best. And he uses this word, and I believe he uses it intentionally because he was being guarded. And what he's saying to them is peace is a guard, worry is a thief. Concerns can spiral into worries, and worries then are a sin. Also know that today. Worry is a sin. When we worry, we are trying to take things in our own hands and control and be on our own throne. And that's a sin. And we need to repent of it. And we need to move away from it. So remember that today. But peace guards our what? Our heart and our mind. Aren't those two places the battlefields? Isn't that where the enemy attacks? There's our hearts and our minds. And he says, you know what? This peace that I give you is not just sitting on a dock and feeling peace. Peace is not just an emotion. Peace is knowing that God is in control of all things. And the peace that he gives us guards our hearts and our minds from the enemy, from his lies, from his doubts, from his fears, from his worries. Peace is a guard. Oh, I some slides here. I want to put this image up. I don't work out a lot, let's just say that. But this image is also another image that, that, I, that I heard in a sermon, and I think it's very applicable for us, is this person is bench pressing, and there's a few things about this, is that that bar could represent life. We all have a life. God's given us a life. But the Bible says that you will face trials. They will come. It's not maybe, it's when. And that may be something that may not seem too huge, like maybe a loss of a job, and you're in a time of that, and you get onto another job, and that can be very hard. It may be sickness, it may be the loss of a loved one. And those things are weights, and they get put on the bench press, and we have to lift it. Right? Every day you wake up, you're feeling this. I have to lift this again. I can't do this. And more weights come. And we don't know when the weights are going to come. And some are smaller and some are bigger. But here's the thing. And here is the amazing, amazing promise that God has given us. He has given us a spotter. And what a spotter is, if you don't know, is when you're bench pressing like that. And you need someone to help you who lifts the weight. Who do we have? The Holy Spirit. Is our advocate. The Holy Spirit is our spotter. So when we wake up in the morning and we are lifting that weight and we're thinking about what's going on and we're struggling, He has given us the gift of the Holy Spirit to help us lift it over and over, repetition after repetition, weight after weight, because you cannot lift the weights of the world on your own. You will be crushed. And so he has given us this gift of the Holy Spirit. Use it. I've heard this before. We've been given an advantage in the Holy Spirit. If you ever have an advantage in something, don't you try to take it for the most part? In good things. We have the advantage when we walk into a place, when I walk into a club when I'm rapping, I have the advantage of the Holy Spirit to speak through me to somebody who's going through rough, rough times, to speak through me as I rap, to speak through me as I preach. We all have the gift of the Holy Spirit. Don't forget that. Francis Chan, I mentioned this before, has written a great book on that if you want to read it called Forgotten God. We forget the Holy Spirit a lot. It's not just the Holy Spirit and the Holy Ghost and it sounds kind of freaky. You know, it's kind of like he has, a, I think the Holy Spirit's kind of had a bit of a branding problem. He's a person. He's a person. He's given us, he's been given to us as a gift. Peace takes practice. I may mean, not want to say that we think peace just flows out of us, but peace takes practice we got to work at it when these things come for us in our stage of life right now with the transition of move let me tell you it's been it's been a fight for peace when you think about all the things that need to happen and need to be done but what Sue and I have tried to do is as soon as we start to worry we stop and we pray and let me tell you that makes all the difference And the same for you, whatever you are facing. I don't know what things you may be facing right now. I don't know what struggles you're in. I don't know what things you are really feeling the weight of right now. But stop and pray and practice peace. There's going to be times you're going to mess up. Keep going. You know, at this time, there was the Roman phrase going on called Pax Romana, which was a season of peace that was going on. And, and Rome would love to, to say that it was a peaceful time. And really, that meant control and conquering. And so, once again, Paul's using this example of peace, saying this is a different peace. Make your requests known to him. Be real with God, whatever it may be. Be real with the Lord peace takes practice once again here's a verse here Psalm thirty-four, fourteen. turn away from evil and do good search for peace and work to maintain it we need to search for peace and we need to work to maintain it that's really been laying on my heart as I've been reading this because I haven't really viewed peace as something we need to work at but we do And, and another thing I want to share here and and, and this was from this, this speaker as well and you know one of these messages you hear and I just want to share some of these things as well that, that deeper what peace is see there is there is the peace of God peace of God that transcends is way better than the world's peace way better than any sort of plan we devise on our own and so it's peace. With God. My slides are all jumping around here, sorry. Peace with God. And peace like God. So there's a peace of God, there's a peace with God. And and so these phrases here I want to give us here. Those ones that say salvation, Grace? Sorry, my my phone is messing up trying to control. Salvation gives peace with God. So when we look to the cross and he died for us, we have peace with God now. The wall of sin is destroyed and we have peace with him. Salvation gives us peace with God. Next slide, Grace. Abiding, as we talked about last week, remaining in divine gives us the peace of God. The gift that God has given us of peace. When we abide in him, we are given that. The peace of God comes from abiding and remaining in him. And then pursuit, chasing, searching, gives peace like God. And what does that mean? That means that we love others the way Jesus loved. That we, those around us, who are struggling and and suffering in whatever way it is, we have that peace like God in us that flows out. And so there's a lot in this message today, in this passage. I encourage you, read through it again. There's so much in this whole section about whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. That could be a whole other sermon. I want to focus on the peace. But the key thing he's saying is the mind, what you put in your mind. The sermon I've titled this this for this one is peace in and peace out. We have the peace within us cuz God has given it to us and the peace comes out. What we put in our minds, what we are viewing, what we are are spending our time looking at and watching those thoughts, those are going to come out. So what he's saying is think about God. Think about these good things. The mind is a battlefield. And we need the Lord's help and the Holy Spirit's guidance to navigate it, to capture every thought. And yeah, it's a struggle, and yeah, it's hard. Absolutely. But that's why we have the Holy Spirit as our advocate and our guide to help us. When those thoughts come, are you going to dwell on it? Are you going to let it sink deeper and possibly turn into a sinful act, whatever it may be? The peace transcends all understanding. We don't don't understand, we can't understand everything that's going on in our life, only God can. So it transcends, it surpasses some passages, say. some translations. We don't understand what's going on when these things happen in our lives sometimes. But that peace of God comes and it flows over and it covers and it gives us a peace that we can't can't even fathom. And I know many of us here have felt that peace. How many of us here have felt that peace at times? Right? And it's a wonderful thing. It's more than emotion. It's a deep, deep-setted thing. Well, I want to come to the application portion of this. So how do we, how do we live this? What does this mean? Well, I want to be very real with you. This is my last sermon, so I can say what I want to say. No, just kidding. I'm just kidding. I do want to say, because here, here's the thing. I have felt like... Kind of like Paul writing to a church he loves, writing to a church that he cares for, writing for a church he wants to encourage. That's kind of how I have felt. As I am going somewhere else, I first of all want to let you know that we love you guys very much. And that will never change. We're gonna remain connected. We're not just parting from here and leaving forever. I hope to be back for further education or speaking, whatever it may be. We love you guys, all of you. But right now, this is a timely message for what is happening. It's a timely message for us and our change. As I said, five weeks, we are moving, new community, new job, new house, new school. We have peace. People keep asking us, "How how are you you excited? Are you feeling good? We have peace because it's where God has called us to. I made that clear when I gave our announcement of moving on. You know, one reason I actually wore this t-shirt today is because it's one of my favorite shirts that has an anchor on it. It says, you sustain. And I cling to that. And it has a, has a sense, and then it has the infinity logo. He always has been from the beginning and to the end. He will always sustain us. And so we are crying out for the Lord's help. We're so thankful for your prayers for us. We're petitioning God at times. But I want to say it's also timely because of the changes that are happening here. In our church community here in Karenport. You know, the, the, those of you who maybe you weren't here, there's an exciting announcement that Mark made last week from the pulpit about the journey becoming to become the church body here in Cairnport with our brothers and sisters at the gathering. And maybe you went home all pumped up and excited about that. You've been praying for this maybe for years, and now it's finally happening, yes, and you're excited. Maybe you went home worried after hearing that. Because you think about all the changes that are going to come and the questions flooded your mind about what this new church body is going to look like and who's going to lead and what's the name going to be and on and on and on. And maybe you've even had coffees and conversations with people this week from our body and expressed concerns or excitement or both. Here's my challenge to you my final challenge from the pulpit, from this passage today, and as your pastor who's leaving this community. When you're feeling worried about this change, when you feel anxious about what the future holds, look to the one who holds the future. And that's cliche, I know, but that is the truth. He holds the future. God is moving the pieces, as I said, on the chessboard. His moves are the best. His strategy is flawless. His timing is perfect. If you're a follower of Jesus here attending His body, you need to be praying instead of worrying. In this season, you need to be praying, getting together in homes, praying here wherever it is instead of worrying. If you're having coffees with friends from the family here, before you start letting your concerns then spiral into worries and possibly anger or whatever, stop and pray with the people you are with. I encourage you to do that. Wherever you are, the point, the bean, here, Moose Jaw, if you're getting together and saying, I'm not sure what all is going to happen and how is this going to look and... Those are all reasonable worries. I get that. But God goes beyond our reasonable worries. He surpasses our understanding. So stop and pray with that person and say, let's pray for our church leadership now. Let's pray for Pastor Josh. Let's pray for Heather. Let's pray for those who are making these decisions because this is big changes, but God is a big God. I encourage you to do that. Pray for peace Pray for the Lord's peace to wash over you and our churches here. Pray for the leadership and the teens. Pray for their families. Ministry is not just the person who's maybe in the role. It's the families. It's the spouse. It's the kids. Pray for the families as well. Pray for these positions to be filled that are needed in our body right now. Pray with open hands about you possibly being the person to fill them or volunteer. I mentioned this to many people lately when the topic has come up. About these changes. I've said this is going to be a season. That might be a little rocky. But we trust in the rock. Amen. It's a timing where the body needs to stand as one. And serve as one. And so ministries can even keep going. Lives keep being impacted for the kingdom. The lost here in Caronport. Can be reached with the truth. And peace from the great shepherd. Now. Now is not the time to sit on your hands and be a spectator and watch as the things unfold. Now is the time to say, Lord, move me. Lord, move me as you wish. Use me to serve in this body. So, if you're a follower of Jesus here today, you have the advocate inside of you. And he doesn't want to stay inside of you, he wants to flow out of you, to give actively to all around you. That is the fruit of the Spirit, if you haven't caught that through the series yet. The fruit is not a seed. The fruit is a fruit. It's not just a little seed that's growing. It is a fruit already. It's ready to be picked. It's ready to be eaten. It's ready to be shared. It's ready to be taken out of the orchard. So pray. Get excited. Be gentle and patient with one another. Be kind and love one another. Keep your anger under control when you feel like you want to lose it. Display God's glory through your goodness. Praise Him in all circumstances or Walk with the Spirit daily. Because the world needs this fruit. Cairnport needs this fruit to be lived out. Pastor Rick is not here, but I will say this. Be the church seven days a week. Don't just go here and say this is church. It's seven days a week. Live out your faith. Don't just talk it. Love God above all things and build his kingdom this is my encouragement to you here is the body that we love so much. God is going to do amazing things here. I just ask that you invite us back whenever the full thing happens, whenever the timing is, because we want to rejoice with you. We will be praying with you. God is good all the time, and his peace surpasses all understanding. Amen. I figure I should uh, maybe wrap this up. Maybe a little bit if that's all right so I think I never had a mic before there you go that's the wrap that's it um I really I really wanted to write a song but I know you guys know I love I love freestyling so I wrote a chorus. I need everyone to stand up here. We want to I'm going to be rapping here about peace and I need your help with this. There's a, is there a slide there, Grace, with the with the chorus?
1: Oh. oh we probably
0: can't hear it. Well, here we go. I'm going to say don't worry, and then you guys are going to say pray. I'm going to say lift up praise as loud as we can here together, okay? This is the course, and the rest of my rap is all freestyle off the top of my head. So pray the Holy Spirit's going to give me the words here as we go as usual. So here we go. See if it will work now. Thanks, Grace. If it works, hopefully. We need to put our hands high for the Prince of Peace. Praise his name. We me turn the beat up a little bit, Mark
2: he is so good to us get ready don't worry pray lift up praise bring your request to the ancient of days peace from the lord will surpass understanding on his rock we're forever standing don't worry pray lift up praise bring your request to the ancient of days peace from the lord will surpass understanding on this rock we are standing in this world yes storms come and storms go but god is the name of the word that we follow and when i feel like i really can't keep going he's the one that gives me light and the light is glowing i praise his name because he is jesus christ gave me everything my kids and my wife i shot his light bright in the darkest of night because he gave me the sight the power to fight people in this world they don't need that they think they don't need that but really they need that they try to find peace and things that will never satisfy So they live this life following a bunch of lies God, you're the one, we got family ties Time to rip off our disguise Look to the skies That's the reason that I really try to lay this down Christ is the one, yeah So don't worry, pray, lift up, praise Bring your request to the ancient of days Peace from the Lord will surpass understanding On his rock, we're forever standing Don't worry, and lift up And bring your request to the ancient of days Peace from the Lord will surpass understanding on this rock. So in this time of transition, give God the vision. He's got the mission. Open ears to listen. Open eyes to the vision. It's not impossible. God is the one that's here. And so we know we spread the gospel to those who need Jesus. I bring the truth yes, to all the believers. Thanks for the cross dying for me. He promised to come us back to set us free. So I pray for the church and poor community. With the gathering, come together in unity. We pray against the vision. We pray against those lies. We bring the truth forever God's the one who brings the ties So peace will surpass understanding Even when we feel like life is crash landing He is the one who sits on his throne Praise his name alone Let's go Don't worry Pray Lift up Praise And bring your request to the ancient of days Peace from the Lord will surpass understanding On this rock won't forever standing Don't worry Yeah Lift up Praise Bring your request to the Ancient of Days. Peace from the Lord will surpass understanding. On this rock we are standing so if you're in a hard place right now you got nowhere to see God's the one that want to open eyes just to see that's the reason it's the life that I've been living why don't you listen to the words from Paul living in prison write to the Philippians be anxious never God is the one who is really better in every type of weather he's the one who keeps on going God is the one so he's writing this letter to you he loves you more than you know even when you feel like you can no longer go you can't push that bench press up any longer here to tell you, Holy Spirit is stronger. Don't be in pain and anguish any longer. God is the one. Yes, He is stronger. He can be the one to help you and see. So we lift up His name to see. So don't worry. Pray. Lift up praise. Bring your request to the ancient of days. Peace from the Lord will surpass understanding. On this rock we're forever standing. Don't worry. And lift up praise. Bring your request to the ancient of days from the Lord will surpass understanding on this rock we're forever standing
0: thank you Lord